Hello, and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the student accounting show. The occasionally educational podcast that proves you're not totally alone in your ACCA journey, even when it feels like it. Hi, my name's Alan, I'm the Head of Education and Content at LearnSignal. With me today is Etty, LearnSignal's Head of Content Marketing. So, Etty, what are we going to cover today? We're going to talk about difficulty. Why is the ACCA so difficult? Why are the pass rates so low? Uh, if we do end up talking about anything remotely useful, we'll put it up on our website at www.learnsignal.com forward slash podcast. So check that out. So, pass rates, low, Alan, go. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, pass rates are low is true. Are they low because the exams are too hard? I have my doubts. <laughs> I, I, I'm not too sure the exams are too hard. Let's start off there. I can see are my the, metaphorical finger and chin there. Like, yeah. Are the exams too hard? You're studying professional exams. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your career. You could potentially be providing advice that companies that have to raise money will be mm-hmm. taking action based on exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Can exams be too hard? Can it, millions of pounds in the balance. Yeah, but... Can a doctor be undertrained? Do you go? Does anybody want to go to an undertrained doctor and say, "Doctor, I got a headache," and he gives you two tablets, and he says, "Oh well, but I'm not a great doctor." And I think the same thing goes to an accountant. You want to be as good as you can be at your job. So, are the exams too hard? No, I would say they're hard enough. I would say they set a standard um, mm-hmm. that the industry has to live by. Are the but do pa- you think that the pass rates are low because they're hard? The content's hard. Is, I mean, is, how difficult is the content? If I, um, you know, I'm not an accounting or finance person at all. If I wanted to do them, yeah, how hard would I find it? I think you'd find them hard, but I think you could do it. Um, so when you look at the low pass rates and you say, well, the low pass rates indicates that they're really hard. I think what people get confused by is that when they're doing exams, they consider themselves a student. Mm-hmm. And when they're comparing their student past let's say, undergraduate degree mm-hmm. or some even maybe coming directly from school. Um, school exams, college exams, I don't think you compare them to professional exams. I don't think you could no. say... You can't blacklist. Yeah, what happens the last day of your college? Your lecturer stands up and said, oh, you've got your exams in two weeks' time. Here are the topics I would suggest that you study. And, yeah. and a lot yeah, of the time, yeah, nudge, nudge. And if you're in that class and all your friends are talking about it, and the chances are most of those topics come up. And it's a 40% pass rate. So you have a 40% pass rate, which means you can get more wrong than right and still get a pass, which mm-hmm. we might come to later is my other bugbear. Um, which is mental that you should, yeah, even 50% is seems so low, yeah. you think. Well, it's like... You'd expect uh, a professional to not be 50% wrong. Yeah, so as like somebody does your tax returns, I can guarantee you I got at least half your return correct. <laughs> now, here's my bill, and thank you very much. And the other half is your... Because I only got 50%. Did you get to pay half the bill? No, no never. <laughs> not, not with professionals. But you never get... You will never fill in a tax return and accompanying letter saying my tax person only got 50% in their exams so please accept this 50% correct tax return and that doesn't that doesn't help now mm-hmm. there's also the professional the experience you get as a professional accountant that's going to add on top of your your knowledge gained in your exams but the knowledge gained in your exams is really important mm-hmm. it is the it's the starting point of 
anything that you're going to do. So mm-hmm. are the exams difficult? Absolutely. So if you're struggling in the exams, if you're getting lower marks or if you're failing exams, stop looking at the ACCA. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming them for trying to earn money from your repeat fees. Stop blaming your next door neighbour for play, for playing the drums late at mm-hmm. night and you can't study. Because if you want to, every anybody taking exams can find excuses. And look at what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, what do you think that is? Like, what makes the difference? Students that know they really want to pass and they think they're doing the right things and they're studying and they're still not passing because I assume it's not, yeah, there's no magic wand. It's not about some people are just gifted enough to pass. So there must be something students are doing that's not the right thing. Yeah, and I, I, to be honest, students as a whole um, are trying, I think, to find an easy way around. Looking for that magical shortcut, look, trying to question spots, so looking for the oh well, every three years for the last ten years, question mm-hmm. one has been on a certain topic and it's worth fifty marks. So yeah, in two thousand and three, this came up. And yeah, and, and it's westward, and, and I look at my and I've put it into Excel spreadsheet and mm-hmm. I'm forecasting it has to come up this time. If you think now, ACC have four individual exams every year. Mm-hmm. That's a huge amount of content for an examining team to create. How many, how many did they have before this? It, you, traditionally, there used to be one head okay. examiner and mm-hmm. then a group, but now they don't really refer to their head examiner anymore. They refer to examining teams. Okay. That there's a number of people, I guess, joint, jointly leading. There's been talk of, of three to five maybe, okay. but to be honest, that's a complete guess. But it sounds, sounds like I know what I'm talking about, so we'll go with three to five. <laughs> Um, but they look at about three to five when people. When you find out it's like 500. Yeah, it. it's fine. Well, you can come back next week and embarrass me maybe <laughs> uh, when we find out the truth. Or when ACCA give it, ring us up with like some corrections it's at the libel. end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we can do that. Um, so When our podcast to... goes off air after one week. Exactly, you'll mind. know why. Like, sorry. Um, <laughs> but the main reason, so a student goes in and does the exam and they say, oh no, the ACCA want me to fail. Or mm-hmm. there's this magical thing that people talk about, the bell curve, mm-hmm. that things are marked by a bell curve, that in fact, every year they're only targeting that so many people should pass and everybody else fails. So you look at some of the papers, some of the papers have a pass rate of 29%. Mm-hmm. There is nobody in the ACCA, I would say, who are particularly happy that only 29% of people worldwide taking a particular exam are passing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't earn them extra fees. And you think that's happening, yeah, sitting on sitting. It's not a one-off. That's not the exams problem. That's students consistently doing, making the same mistakes on the same bits, right? Yeah, well, you look at examiner reports. So an exam, previously it was a single examiner, now it's an examining team. They write an examiner report after a set of exams. Mm-hmm. In the set, of, they usually open with an introduction about what their major findings are. So they might say, oh, students handled this well, or a common mistake was. And a lot of the examiner reports will pick a small part of a question mm-hmm. out of their examiner paper and they'll say, okay, here's how I would have liked you to answer this. Now, they are not talking and to the people. And they talk you through it. Yeah. And they're not talking to the people who've taken the exam because you can't go back in time and fix it. They're talking to people who are going to take the exam Mm -hmm. in the future. You have got effectively one-on-one advice Mm -hmm. on if you take this approach, you have a much better chance of passing my exam. 
Mm-hmm. And most of these exam papers, a lot of them come back and say, yeah, I've been given this piece of advice for 10 years. I will continue to give it until a certain amount of students actually listen, listen to me. And they don't listen. Mm-hmm. And, and they think that it's different for them or they understand it or I've done lots of exams before. So mm-hmm. it's OK. I know what exams are all about. I, I, just, it seems so weird. Like, why why aren't students doing it? Because I understand some things will just, the content's very difficult or certain papers get a reputation. But there are, you know, I've read the examiner's reports. Things come up that are pretty basic that students again and again aren't doing. Is that people don't know about them? Or... But you look at the basic things that students are not doing and some of the things that the ACCA and ACCA providers have constantly advise students to do on on an exam by exam basis read the examiner reports I would love to know the amount of hits on an examiner report every year and if you take away anybody involved in education for ACCA how many students actually look at them and how many students actually read them and some of them are two to three pages they are not that's the equivalent the of another they book. are a bit dry i think that's yeah they're super valuable and really helpful i'm glad they're there but they are you can see with students that are busy anyway and have loads to study they're yeah but dense. you're like you're studying accounting you're not studying comedy so like <laughs> at the end of the day of course they're a bit dry because they're talking about corporate reporting or they're talking about <laughs> financial management they're not what i was going for was a nice little plug for how you've like written them up into nice blog format well there's which that we have on the blog. which we have on the blog and, and that too not a dry format <laughs> this is this is where i missed that those subtle hints i'm not very subtle uh, <laughs> But even still, even without us nicely, um, but us we mean Etty nicely writing up the, the, in a much better way in the examiner reports in our blog, even just reading them, even spending that 10 minutes reading mm-hmm. those three pages all mm-hmm. by yourself with no help, that is not the most ridiculous thing you've ever been asked to do. Yeah, and it would save you, ten, say it took 20 minutes, it would save you 20 minutes in you know, the exam and but think of all of the those. tears and the heartbreak when you fail. But think of all of those <laughs> students who fail and they say, I failed at 49, I failed at 48, I failed oh, at 47. And I, I like that must be awful. And I'm mm-hmm. sure it is awful. And after all the time you spend working, it's nearly heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you do everything? So did, did you get you, all the professional marks? Yeah. Did you read the examiner's report? Did you try a mock exam? And some people say, no, I'm doing my very last ACCA exam. I've done five exams. I've done seven exams. I've done 10 previous exams. I've done so many ACCA exams. I don't need to keep practicing. But every exam is written by a different group of people. Mm-hmm. And every exam, every examiner has the things that they like to see. They well, are you experts. can't practice too much. You're not going no. to over-practice yourself out of passing. And, and I think the fear about mock exams is that somebody tells you you're going to fail a mock exam. But yeah, it's the ostrich effect, head in the sand. If I don't yeah. sit it, yeah, but, maybe I'll get lucky in the exam and I won't ever have to realise that. Yeah, but which one would you prefer to be told? If you're going to try two exams, one is a mock and one is the actual official ACCA exam, I know which one I'd be told I was mm-hmm. terrible at and I failed. So here here's work on you can do or mm-hmm. if you do them three weeks beforehand to be honest a failed mock exam can nearly add as extra motivation yeah um and you can see and it where highlights you what around. you need to what you need to go back over and what you're fine on yeah it highlights everything and so you did a mock exam you read the examiner's report 
to be honest, that's the difference between your 46s, 47s, mm-hmm. and, and the 50. And as you're only looking, ACCA aren't, oh, they're, they love yeah. everybody to get 80, but they only need yeah. you to get 50. Yeah, I like know we've 51 said that before, push, that 80 yeah. is great, and there will be students that, yeah, fantastic, and that's phenomenal that you're getting there. But for a lot of people, you need 50. Yeah, so get 51 just to make sure. Yeah. But, okay, so you don't get your name on the wall, and there's only 10 people in the world who get the top 10 prizes. But who remember, like who remembers that? I've been an employer. I've been in interviews. I don't, I've never asked what marks you get in your ACCA exams. Yeah, I'm sure you're not disappointed with a pass mark of 51. No, because sure remember... Your emotion but, but it's not passed. like college where you got an honours degree and you got a distinction or whatever mm-hmm. your college might have done and somebody did a 2-1 and 2-2. They don't separate you. Mm-hmm. You're standing at the end of your ACCA exams. If you get 51 or 91, mm-hmm. you're standing, you're both professional accountants. It makes absolutely no career difference whatsoever. What I think the career that's difference interesting, makes. actually. Do you think it makes two, two people that sat the ACCA, someone qualified with 51 in every paper, someone got 91 in every paper, is the one getting 91, in your opinion, then going to be a better accountant? No, because an accountant, like, after you finish your exams, you will never sit in a room and nobody will ever say to you, you know what, I was wondering about Porter's Five Forces. Would you please explain Porter's Five Forces to me in real academic detail? (laughs) That never happens. It's that logical... I, I'm not going to tell you right now what results I got in the ACCA, but I was closer to the 51s than I was to the 91s. Um, but somebody with 91 might have all the I'm academic smarts. And look at me now. <laughs> uh, but somebody got, did all the ACCA exams might be sitting in and they might say, oh, I got 91 in them all. But can they go into a room and help somebody solve a problem? Mm-hmm. Are they capable of applying that knowledge to a real, real world scenario? Or do they have to say, okay, I understand your question. If you can give me three hours and 15 minutes, I'll go write the answers <laughs> and then I'll send them to you. Because sometimes that's all people can do. Mm-hmm. And it's like you look at other industries, like good examples are doctors. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people in the world every year who qualify as doctors. And there's a lot of those doctors that go into research mm-hmm. because they're they're not design for whatever reason to basically deal with people Mm -hmm. that's not their strength um and the modern day accountant there's no room for oh well i'm good at consolidating accounts because do you know who's better at consolidating accounts computers yeah much better at consolidating accounts yeah the accountant of today isn't locked in a box room ticking no there's like the the days of like there's accountants now who are consolidating 25 25 different companies simultaneously Mm -hmm. because all they're doing is managing the process while the computer does the work. Well, I know that's, and it's slightly off topic, but that's what the new strategic business leader is about, right? Is that developing that business acumen, that strategic side, because actually what people are wanting after the ACCA is a kind of new breed of accountant, in inverted commas, that's walking into boardrooms and working with the C-suite and is taking that sort of role you know, not the box sticker in the basement that well, they're, numbers they're, work. They're looking for something that they can't buy off the shelf. Yeah. That Mr. Microsoft or Mr. Apple can't actually deliver you by downloading an app. Yeah, and not they calculated can, with arms yeah, and legs. Exactly. They can download an app. They can go and download an accounting package and put in their invoices and put in their costs. They can do that. That's easily mm-hmm. enough done. What they can't do is they can't 
make decisions. They mm-hmm. can't give you advice. And interpret and evaluate. Yeah. And, like yeah. if you have two companies and they both on the face of it have the same problem or same difficulty, either the culture of the company, the business, the background, mm-hmm. how long they've been in business, who's in charge of the company. So on the face of it, they have the same problem. But a lot of the time, it'll be two different solutions because mm-hmm. one solution won't solve both companies' problems. Mm-hmm. And a good accountant can identify the unique solution that's good for each mm-hmm. unique company. A computer can't do that. And yeah, ho- hopefully for us all, we'll never... context. Yeah, and hopefully for us all, we'll never be able to do that. So it's the, it's not the 51 or the 91 that makes a difference. It's how you can apply that knowledge in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you think do knowing have to... that helps students understand you know, what it is that's difficult and making it a bit easier with trying to you know, be more evaluative and more strategic and take that approach to it? Uh, well, I think... We're never giving advice about how to make it easier for students because there isn't an easier, because you have to take responsibility yourself for passing your exams. There isn't an easy answer. All we're trying to do is give you access to the tools required. But we can tell you to read an exam report, take a mock exam, try and, try and study, whatever, yeah. But if you and leave twelve weeks, don't leave four weeks, yeah, and then if, panic, and then don't watch any videos, and don't read the examiner reports, then you're making your life more difficult than it needs to be. But we think we're good at what we do, mm-hmm. and we're giving you really, really good advice. So why are you not? Why, in the nicest possible way, why do some students think they know better than we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, they find out the hard way. And it's like everything else. Sometimes they find out the hard way and still blame us because they still think, oh, well, you didn't help me pass. Well, no, we didn't come in and sit the exam yeah, for you. Because you have to help you pass. You You're have the to, only uh, person accountable for All it. we'll do is make the information you need and help you pass the exam available. But you have to take it. You have to effectively learn it mm-hmm. and apply it because it's like what we started off the like acca is a lonely journey you mm-hmm. can be in a room of 50 people studying together but you're sitting at that exam table all by yourself mm-hmm. and you have to take responsibility for being all by yourself in that way yeah okay yeah, so I, I, I think i think i think that'll do for the end of, <laughs> end of this week and um, uh, don't forget you can get anything useful on learnsignal.com forward slash podcast i don't know if we talked about anything that we're going to share on oh, we'll, we'll you always, can check it'll be a surprise yeah and if you want well. to please suggest um topics and ideas for us in the future um you can contact us on podcast.learnsignal.com um, or you can contact me on my Twitter account, which is Alan Lynch underscore LS. <laughs> Please follow him on Twitter. He has yeah, 12, 12, 12 followers. We're, lo- right we're looking at a live screen. I have 12 followers. He has I, it live all the time, just counting. I would love to say I would give you a reward for following me, but I can't offer that. But think you'd make a man very, very happy if you followed me. So <laughs> please do. The handle is uh, at Alan Lynch underscore learns LS. LS. Yeah. And it's Lynch L-Y-N-C-H. Yeah. Yeah. So, so find yeah. me and make lots of suggestions and give us lots of feedback. Even the bad feedback. I don't mind. I'm Constructive not sensitive. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Constructive criticism. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>